healing. I think everybody can use that in your everyday life. Healing. And uh, I'm going to begin a series, and we're going to go several weeks on it, at the direction of the Lord on uh, Jesus' healing crusade. Jesus' healing crusade. Uh, you know Jesus is in the healing business. Did you know that? He, he really is. And uh, I mean, he really, really is. And, uh, you know, I, I've been to some healing crusades over the, the many years by various ministers, you know, held by various ministers. And, uh, you know, I've often wondered what it would be like or what it would have been like or would be like to attend one of Jesus' healing crusades, one of his. I think that would have been cool, don't you think? You know, I, I've seen how various ministers have conducted have conducted uh, healing crusades, but uh, to be there with Jesus would have been something else, you know. Now, of course, you know, when we think of a crusade, we think of just one meeting, but, you know, Jesus, his whole ministry of three and a half years was a ministry of, of, of teaching, preaching, and healing. He, he did, did lots of healing, but... Uh, there wasn't just, you know, like one time where he had a big crusade and, and, and then that was it. I mean, he had some of those crusades. We're going to look at those as we go. But he healed a lot of people individually as he went, okay? You understand that. But, uh, but either way, whether it was in one of his big crusades or whether it was just there as he was healing people one-on-one, I would have liked to have been a part of either one of those. How about you? Just, just following him around. And I also want to tell you that as we go through these next several weeks, uh, the things we're going to look at from the Word of God, he did a whole lot more than what we're going to look at from the Bible. You know, the Bible says, the Bible itself says that he did, he did much more than what's recorded in the Bible. You know, and if everything that Jesus did was written down in books, the Bible says the world couldn't contain the books. So, but the Holy Spirit gave us what he wanted us to have concerning Jesus' healing ministry. And so we can learn a lot from, from that. Now, uh, so, so, you know, again, to be in one of Jesus' healing meetings would have been great. But, you know, we, we can't be there. That was 2,000 years ago. Unless we could get into a space capsule or something, a time capsule and go back in time. Uh, but we can't do that, but we have the next best thing to actually being there. We have the Bible, okay? So we can go into the Bible and experience Jesus' healing ministry. And that's what we're going to do over the next several Sundays. And I trust that your faith will be built and that God's healing power will flow and many will be healed. Now, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach the Bible and you need to realize that when the Bible's being taught, God's healing power, which is also known as the anointing, flows, it, it, it rides on that word. It rides on that word. You understand that? And so as, as, as I'm teaching the Bible, the healing power of God will flow. And it's up to you to receive that power to affect the healing and a cure in your body or in your mind. Um, you know, I've learned this about healing over the years. You know, people on the receiving end play a big part in it, as we'll see. Uh, a lot of times, uh, folks that are sick just want the minister to pray for them and then just automatically be healed. And it, it, it works like that 
once in a while, sometimes. But we'll see as we go, the person that needs the healing, they play a part in whether or not they're going to receive the healing or not. You need to understand that. Most don't understand that. They just think that the minister lay hands on them, zap them with the healing power, and boom, it's all done. And Now, sometimes that does happen. Sometimes that does happen. Uh, but uh, much of the time, whether or not a person receives their healing, it depends on the person that's sick, not, not, not totally on the person that's doing the praying. You need to, you need to realize that. We'll, we'll, that'll bear itself out as we go. So, I'll teach the Bible, the healing power of God will flow, and it's up to you to receive that power to affect the healing and a cure in your body or your mind. Now, uh, if you'll follow along with me over the next many Sundays, whether here in person or over YouTube or Facebook, I sense in my spirit that some people are going to be healed of some things that, that, that have plagued them for a long time. That they just never have seemed to be able to get the, the victory over. But if you'll, if you'll stay hooked over the next many Sundays, I believe that'll happen. Not just to folk in here in this room, but over, over the, uh, the airways, the social media. Um, now, uh, you know, God wants His healing power not only to flow among the f- folks here in attendance... But he's been dealing with my heart. He wants his healing power to flow out over social media, over Facebook, over YouTube, through this ministry. We've never done that to any degree in this ministry. We've always pretty much kept the healing power of God inside these four walls. But it's time now to let the healing power through this ministry flow out beyond the four walls. And I can't think of a better way to do it than through YouTube and Facebook. There's a lot of folks watch us, uh, much to my amazement, a lot of folks watch on Facebook and YouTube. So so we're going to let the healing power of God not only flow here among these four walls, but out over over the social media. And I I, I believe a lot of people will be helped. Uh, But you're going, so I'm stepping out in faith here. Flowing over social media with the healing power of God. Will you pray and believe that, uh, that the power of God will flow on social media and people out there watching will be healed? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, many have been turned off by uh, the heat. Let me put it this way. M- many, many people that I've talked to over the years have been... Uh, have turned away, rather, we'll put it that way, turned away from the healing ministry uh, because of uh, what I call healing charlatans. You know what a charlatan is, a fake. And you've seen them on television just as well as I have. Now, there's a, there's a lot of good ones on te- television, but there's, there's some charlatans. Uh, you always need to let your antenna go up right away when people's... Mixing healing with money. Come on now. When they start mixing healing with money, you need to just go turn the television off. Do you know what I mean when I say healing with money? Do you or don't you? Um, 
Just go turn the television off. Those people are charlatans. You don't mix healing with money and offerings and things of that nature. You hear, you hear what I'm saying? But many have been turned off. Now, I know many years ago I was turned off uh, from the healing ministry. I, I mean, I, I was excited about it. When I, when I first learned as a young boy, probably 15, 16-year-old boy, that, that, that God was a healer, but then I started watching one, one of these charlatans on television. And uh, actually, he, he came to the Keel Auditorium down in St. Louis. Anybody ever hear of the Keel Auditorium? And so I went down. I took a, there was a blind girl that attended, the, attended Eureka High School and, uh, where I went to high school. And, I, and I, I was so excited about the healing ministry and, and God healing people that I, I took her. And uh, I... Uh, along with some other folk, uh, took her down to the Keel Auditorium to this healing ministry to get her healed, to get her miracle, you know. And so we went down there and went in there. And I I tell you what, I had a dickens of a time getting her up around that healing evangelist. I mean, those ushers and those people uh, of his did everything they could to to, to to keep her back away. And I didn't understand that. I, I couldn't understand that. I mean, if the healing power is there, let's let, I mean, she's a candidate. Let, I mean, she's number one on the list. Let's get her up there. I couldn't understand why they were working overtime to keep her, to keep her and others like her back off away, you know. And uh, anyway, long story short, she didn't get anything. She went in there blind and went out just as blind as when she came in and we're going out. So I'm taking her out, you know. Uh, I was angry with the Lord. Did you ever get angry with the Lord? Anybody ever get angry with the Lord besides me? David got angry with the Lord, you know. And uh, I was telling the Lord as we were walking, as I was leading this blind girl out, you know, there were thousands of people there, you know. And I'm leading her out because he prayed for her and she didn't get anything. I mean, we was right up right there, next, the guy that I'd saw on television every week. I was right up there, right, reach out and touch him. And... Uh, and and she she didn't get anything, so I'm leading her out, and I'm angry with the Lord. And and uh, 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 by the way, let me tell you this: uh, just because they're charlatans, that doesn't mean that there's not the real. Okay. And I learned a long time ago that that uh, you have to separate God from man. Just because a man acts a certain way and is a charlatan, doesn't mean God's that way. And so as we're walking out, and I'm telling the Lord just what I was telling I was 17 years old. I was telling him, I'm done with this. I'm finished with this. This is all just a bunch of bunk. This is all a bunch of hooey, you know, and this healing ministry, you know. No, I, no, I, did, I wasn't saying that concerning salvation, you know. I was healing, you know. There's a lot of people believe in salvation. Sure they do, but they don't believe in, in healing. Did you know that? I grew up in such a church as a young boy. Believed in salvation, sure, but thought thought healing had passed away. But anyway, we're going out. We're going out of uh, healing's not passed away. You see, but anyway, we're going out of uh, the Keel Auditorium, and I'm telling the Lord just what I'm. <laughs> I was giving him an earful, you know, seventeen year old boy, and uh, just as we got to the to the exit door, 
I'll never forget it. It was, it was so loud on the, the first time I ever heard the voice of God on the inside of me. It was so loud, I, it was, I almost stopped. I, I mean, I almost stopped and turned around and looked behind me to see if somebody was talking to me. But it was, it was the voice of the Lord. First time I ever heard the voice of the Lord right on the inside. So loud, it startled me. He, he said, I've called you to a healing ministry. Now, that's not really what I wanted to hear right there at that time. When I was telling him I was through with all this healing, you know. But that's what he said to me. And so as years came and went, as years came and went, I, I, I learned more about the healing ministry. And then God hooked me up with, uh, with some folk that knew some things about healing, some legitimate people, you know, ministers and whatnot. And, uh, and, and, and it was a help, help to me. And so... Uh, now, now notice in Acts 10.38, says how God, now that's God the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now you need to realize that when Jesus was here on the earth, he was 100% God and 100% man. In the earth during his three and a half year ministry, he did not operate as God, he operated as a man, okay? But notice here, Jesus of Nazareth. See, when it says of Nazareth, that's making reference to his humanity. So God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Now, if Jesus was operating in the earth as God, he wouldn't have needed the anointing, would have he? Is that, is that correct? But as a man, as a human, though he was 100% God, the Bible said he laid down his... Not his possession of deity, but his expression of it, and and became a man. Though he was God, he operated as a man, and as a man, he needed to be anointed by the heavenly Father with the Holy Spirit before he could do any healings or miracles. You need to realize that before Jesus did any healings or any miracles whatsoever, he was first anointed with the Holy Spirit. Now, when did he get anointed with the Holy Spirit? When he came up out of the waters of baptism. Remember that? When he was about 30 years old. Prior to, prior to, uh, to that, he, we have no record that he did any healings or miracles. It, it, it was the anointing of the Spirit. And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And notice this now. And with power. With power. Now, that power is also known as the anointing, all right? So when you hear somebody talk about the anointing, they're talking about power, all right? And uh, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was anointed by God the Father with the Holy Spirit and with power. And notice what he did. He went about doing what? Doing good and what? And healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, let's never forget that sickness and disease is of the devil. You must remember that. Sickness and disease is of the devil. God's not behind sickness and disease. You understand that? Sickness and disease is, 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 is a work of the devil. And, uh, and so, God the Father anointed... 
Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Remember when he came up out of the waters of baptism and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove? Remember that? Well, that's where he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then he took that power and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, I've already said this, but I think it bears repetition. Uh, Healing has not passed away. Now, we know Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil in his ministry. And actually, if you go back into the Old Testament, don't you see God healing people in the Old Testament? You certainly do. You see healing throughout the Old Testament where God healed people. Jesus came along and uh, born of the virgin and he, you know, he went about healing folk. Uh, now, we know healing's not passed away. Notice in uh, Hebrews 13 and 8, and you're all familiar with this, but in case somebody might not be, let's read it. Jesus Christ is what? The same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was healing yesterday, that means he, he's healing today and he'll be healing tomorrow. Is that right? All right. And then also, too, it's interesting, uh, in, in John 14, verse 12, in John 14, verse 12, The Lord Jesus himself said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, now how many of you believe in him? I do. He said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Did Jesus go around healing folk? Well, if you believe in him, you can take that same power that he had and go around healing people just like he did. Doesn't the Bible say, uh, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name? And then one of those, then he he lists some things. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Remember that over, I believe it's in Mark's gospel account. Remember that? And so he says here though in John 14, 12, the works that I do, he will do also. So we can do the works of Jesus. Is that right? Didn't Jesus say that himself? And wasn't one of the works he did? Healing? Yeah. And then he says, and greater works than these. Now, you know, you think about that. Greater works than these. Now, I've thought about that over the years. Greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. Now, as I've studied into this a little bit, I don't see how anyone could do, uh, how you could match Jesus' healing ministry. Uh because we're going to go through every last one of his healings and miracles that he did over the next many weeks. We're going to go through every last one of them. I I don't see how you could do, how how you could, I mean, he's raising people from the dead. He's putting ears back on people after they've been cut off. Blind eyes being opened, deaf ears popping open, maimed people being healed. Huh? That's pretty good, isn't it? I've never seen anybody do, do those sorts of things. You know, you'll see one here and there and so on and so forth. But I mean, but he, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, he said, uh, and greater works than these will he do. Well, what could he be talking about there? Well, what could be greater works? Well, I, I think this is that the new birth is a greater work than healing, isn't it? And do you know that nobody got born again when Jesus was here on the earth because he hadn't gone to the cross yet? 
But now that he's gone to the cross, raised from the dead, now we as his ministers and believers can go out and tell people about him and they can get born again, they can get saved, miss hell, make heaven. That's a greater work than getting healed physically. Did you hear me? But, but this also connotates that though I don't think we could do... So, so that's the greater work, the new birth, you know, but I don't see how you could, could, could do greater things than what we'll see, see what Jesus did, you know, put, I mean, you know, people didn't have eyes and next thing you know, they got eyes. I mean, how do you top that? But I think we can conclude, he said, the works that I do shall he do also. We can do, we, we might not be able to top him, but I believe that as the spirit wills, we can match the things that he did. Can you say amen to that? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you also need to understand this about Jesus' healing ministry, that the Bible says he had the anointing without measure, without measure. He had the full dose of God's healing power in his life. You need to understand that. And uh, now, from my experience, no one man here in this over the last 2,000 years has had that full dose of God's healing power in his ministry. Did you get what I just said? No matter what any healing minister tells you, because I've heard some of them say that they've got, they've got, they're the head, the tail, and everything in between. I've heard some of them say that they're an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. There's no one man stands in all five of those offices. Only Jesus stood in all five of them. So, so there's no one man that's got the healing power of God in full measure like Jesus had. But we do have the healing power of God in measure, in measure. And we can take that healing power and we can get people healed just like Jesus did. Now, one thing I have learned in the ministry over the last, doing this now for 30 plus years, 35 years actually, uh, I have noticed some, some ministers are some folk, some believers, do have special anointings in certain areas. Uh, now, I know I'm thinking of one fella, one minister. He had an anointing along the lines of backs, B-A-C-K-S, backs. And I watched this guy for many years because I was up close to him. I, I worked closely with him. And just nearly everybody that had a back problem that he prayed for, uh, they'd get healed. Now, now, not all of them, but almost all of them got healed. He had an anointing along those lines. And I remember one night thinking of this fellow. Now, we'll also get into, as we go over the next several weeks, how the Lord uh, uh, will a lot of times have a minister or somebody, a believer, do unusual things uh, to, to enact the healing power of God. We'll talk about some of these things, but I say that to say this. This particular minister... Uh, he, he, this guy came up in the healing line one night that he was having, and uh, uh, this guy had a ter- terrible back problem, terrible lower back problem, and uh, this guy was a thin, just a real thin, you know what I mean, a frail, kind of not frail, but thin, just a th- thin man, you know, thin man. He could eat what, I wish I had his problem of eating, he could eat whatever he wanted, didn't hardly gain anything, and he was just real thin. And so uh, he had a back problem, though, and this pastor, now he, was, <laughs> he didn't have that same problem. He was a little heavier guy, you know, he's a little heavier. Anyway, he had this guy, I'll never forget, it, he had this guy with this back problem lay down on the floor, face down, and uh, 
I remember watching this pastor step up on, on this guy's back. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. And I'm standing there, you know, I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, this is a big, big man here. <laughs> He's stepping on this little guy's back. And I'm, t- I'm standing there and I, <laughs> I mean, that guy's back, I mean, that guy's back started cracking, popping, snap, crackle, pop, you know, just like you'd be eating a cereal in the morning, Rice Krispies, snap, crackle, pop. I heard every kind of a snap, crackle, pop going on and I'm thinking to myself, oh my Lord, this man's broken this man's back. It's totally broken. Uh, my gosh, you know, that's what I'm thinking. You know what? The healing power, God went through that guy's back and he got up totally healed. He got up totally healed. Absolutely. Totally, absolutely healed. Glory to God. <laughs> my, 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 my. And so, <laughs> but you know, um, so, so, so uh, healing's not passed away. And actually, after Jesus uh, was raised from the dead and ascended back up to the right hand of the Father, uh, we see healing continuing in the apostles' ministry. And then if you study church history, you see over the last 2,000 years, the healing power of God continuing to flow. And then even in, the, even in this ministry here, our ministry here at Summit Church in Fenton, we've seen uh, 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 hundreds and hundreds of, hundreds of people over the last 25 years uh, healed by the power of God. Absolutely. And, uh, and, 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 and I'll share many of those uh, uh, testimonies with you as we go through over these next several weeks some outstanding things that we've seen God do here in this right here inside these four walls see he wants to get outside these four walls and get out into that social media out there and, and heal people out there C- can you say amen to that but I'll share many of those uh, 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 some outstanding uh, healing miracles and, and whatnot and, and healings that God's done right right here right here Summit Church Fenton where we've seen it over the last 20, 20 plus years of God healing people and uh, in fact uh, the Lord when I you know remember I told you about leaving the Keel Auditorium upset with the Lord remember I told you that and then later on God got me hooked up with some legitimate people and and whatnot but I'll not go into all the details of it but I will say this I remember. Uh, the Lord very supernaturally uh, uh, said to me back when I was still, oh, I guess at Keel Auditorium, I was 17 years old. So I guess by this time now, I'm probably like 21, 22. And I remember the Lord very supernaturally, I won't go into the details of it, but said to me, he said to me uh, back there all those years ago, he said that very supernatural. It was the Lord talking to me, no question about it. He said... Um, he said to me, he, he said that there would be a special anointing come on me to heal the sick. And, and, and that it would be by the multitudes. Now, right away when the Lord said that to me, I started thinking that I'd be standing in front of, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 people praying in the mass crusades, you know. But now it hasn't worked that way. Over all these years, I've never stood in front of massive amounts of people, but uh, we have seen people healed, one here, five there, eight there, 12 there, six here, two there, one there, four there, I'm talking over the last 25 plus years, eight here, 10 there, six here, four there, remember when we used to have those healing lines 
back years ago and they'd, they'd, they'd run from that side of the wall over, over to here and then people would be wrapped around, back around and sometimes they'd come through. Dale, you remember that. And they, they'd come, you'd line them up and they'd come through just, 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 how many remembers that? Somebody, and I mean, they'd just wrap around the building and you know, I'd get done and then there was a whole other line of them standing there. And I'm hungry for that again. I don't know about you, but what the healing power of God is full. But, but we'd see people get healed here, healed there, one here, five there, eight there. Now you start adding those up over 25 years. Now that, what the Lord told me all those years ago came to pass, didn't it? Multitudes of people have been healed. It just didn't happen the way I thought it was going to. And, and, and you know, somehow or another, I don't believe the Lord's done. I, 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 I just, I, I just, I just, I, I need y'all to, to help me because God wants to heal y'all in here, right? But I tell you what, he wants to use all of us to pray and believe. There's a lot of folk watching over that, that, that Facebook that need the healing power of God. Will you, will you believe with me and trust that power of God will flow? So it's for you, it's for you here, certainly, certainly. Uh, uh, but you've got to realize most all of you have heard these things, what I'm sharing, now, if you've heard them, it's good to hear them again. Is that right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There's a lot of people who never heard the things I'm going to share over the next many weeks. So you be my partners. You be right in there and believe with me, all right? And, and as you do that, I think folks will get healed out there, and, you'll, and, and the healing power will be available for you too. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now, let's go into Jesus's, uh, let's go into his healing crusade. Let's go into his healing crusade, and uh, my wife's going to give me the heads up when it's, uh, when it's 5 till 11, and I'll finish it up. We'll close at 11, and we'll pick up next week. Is that all right? We, so you, you can hang with me till 11, can't you? Okay, because we're not going to go through all of Jesus' healing, healings right now, because we'd, we'd be here till tomorrow morning and hadn't even scratched the surface, Okay. So it's going to take us several weeks, but I'm telling you, if you'll, if you'll hook in with me here, some good things will happen, all right? So let's go into Jesus' healing crusade, and what I mean by that, let's go into his life, his ministry, and look at the healings and the miracles that, that we see in the four gospel accounts, and what I did is I went through all four accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I got all of the healings where he's healing people. Uh, miracles, healings, uh, casting devils out of people, uh, demons out of people, you know. And we're going to get them all. We're going to get them all over these next several weeks. Now, I'm telling you, as I teach this, the power of God will flow on, just as we teach on the Word here, right? Jesus, remember, Jesus was anointed with the, with the power of God every place he went. That power went. Is that right? Well, this, well, Jesus is known as what? The Word made flesh. So the same power that sat on Him and rested on Him as He went about the shores of Galilee, that same power sits on this Bible right here. Exact same power. I said the exact same power. And as we teach this Word, the power of God rides on it. And, uh, and as we go, we'll teach you how to receive it. Glory to God, and it'll affect the healing and cure in your body. And I'm telling you, there's some people going to get healed of some things that they've struggled with for years. Uh, they're going to walk away from this, not only, I think, in this room, but also over media, uh, that uh, 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 things that have plagued them for a long time, they're going to walk away healed. Glory to God. Now, notice in Luke 4, verse 14, so lots of verses now, lots of scriptures. Luke 4, 14. 
notice this was right after Jesus had, had uh, gone through that 40 days of temptation by the devil. And the Bible says in Luke 4.14, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Now I'm interested in that power because it's that power, that anointing that will cause healings in people's lives. Set people free. Set people free from, from all sorts of, 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 of demonic activity. It's that, he, that, that power, that healing power. And he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all surrounding region. And notice, he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all. Now, here's the thing. People, a lot of times, and I've watched this over, because I'm speaking now from 35 years of experience uh, of healing ministry. And uh, people, a lot of times, want to center in on that power. They want to center in on that power, that healing power. And, and, and that's good. We want that power. But here's the thing. The key to getting that power is found in verse 15. Notice, what did he do in their synagogues? What did he do? He what? What did he do? He taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He taught. And what did he teach? He taught the Word, didn't he? He taught the Word. And I've noticed this over the many years, that people are interested in that power. They want, that, they want a piece of that power. But they, they don't necessarily want to sit and listen to the word being taught. They don't want to listen to the word being taught. They want to come, grab hold of that power, get healed, and then just go about their life as it was before without, without centering, centering in on the word of God. Now, I'm telling you, take, take it from me. And from my experience, but more so take it from the Bible because it's going to bear it out again and again that when people just come for the power, they tend not to get anything. Or if they do get anything, they don't keep it very long. Okay? If you want, if you want to get that power of God working in your life and you want to hang on to it, then uh, you're going to need to put high priority on being willing to sit under the teaching of the word. Because if you'll sit under the teaching of the word, then that power will go into operation, go into manifestation and start flowing. And that's where, that's where, that's where you get healed, see. Now notice here in Matthew, the fourth chapter, Matthew, the fourth chapter, here we're going to have an incident where Jesus was healing the multitudes. Now sometimes we'll see him healing the multitudes. And we're not going to get to it this week, but in one of the upcoming sessions, we're going to look at one of, I tell you what, of all the healings and miracles and the things Jesus did, there's one meeting that he had that that's the one I'd want to go watch. That's the one I'd want to go be in on. It's the one that he did at sundown. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, every kind of thing's going on there you can imagine. We'll get to that as we go. But in this case, sometimes he'd heal the multitude. Sometimes he'd just be healing one-on-one, you see. But here we've got an instance with the multitudes. And Jesus, here in Matthew 4, 23, Jesus went about all Galilee. Now notice, he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Are you, are you with me now? We just read that. 
And notice here, because I'm putting Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John together. You have to put Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John together to get the full picture of Jesus' healing ministry or the full picture of anything else he did, okay? And that's what I've done for you here. No extra charge for it. I've done it for you. I've put Matthew, Mark, Luke, John together, his healing ministry. So we're going to, by the time we get done, we're going to get the full picture of Jesus' healing ministry. And he returned, so, and these are going to be pretty much in chronological order as, as it went through over the three and a half years of his ministry. But he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Notice here in Matthew 4.23, Jesus went about all Galilee. Now watch this. He went about, now here it is again. He went about, first, what was he doing? He was teaching in their synagogues, and he was what? Preaching Preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and then thirdly came what? Healing. Healing. Now, what what came before the teaching, I'm sorry, what came before the healing? What came before the healing? The The teaching and the preaching. See, if you want to get to that healing, you're going to have to put high priority on the teaching and the preaching. Somebody said, what's the difference between teaching and preaching? Well, what I'm doing up here right now is teaching. Now, when, when, when you get to preaching, that's where you get to go a little faster and you don't maybe use as many scriptures. You just, you know, that, that would be a difference between what I'm doing now is teaching. Have you ever seen the power of God come on me and I get all stirred up and get to going, you know? Well, that'd be preaching, see. But actually, I like what one guy said, and, uh, and, and, and he said it this way, and I really like it if you're taking notes. Uh, you, 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 preach, you preach to the sinner and you teach to the church. But you go up to a sinner and just start teaching them, they're probably, probably going to shut you off. But you go in the power of the Spirit and start preaching, that'll get their attention. You preach the gospel to them, get them saved. Then once you get them saved, they become members of, 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 of the church, you know, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then what do you do? You start teaching them the word. Is that right? To develop them, grow them up spiritually. So there's a difference between teaching and preaching. You preach to the sinner and teach to the saint. Now that doesn't mean that when you have saints together, you can't have a preacher in. Because, you know, you can, we do that sometimes. And you can get things out of teaching, you can't get out of preaching. You get things out of preaching, you can't get out of teaching. You know, it's good. How many of you like it when I get rambunctious every once in a while? Even though you're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, going to heaven, but we get a little rambunctious? That's fun, isn't it? Now, I'll tell you this right now. If I try to preach without the anointing, I sound like an auctioneer. <laughs> it's no good. But when that anointing comes on to preach, then it's, it, then it, it, it's pretty good. It's like when I start singing. You don't want me singing unless the anointing's on me. And then it's not all that good. The anointing can just do so much, I guess. I sung one, t- I sang one time, I don't sing very well. I sang one time that, and the lady caught me at the door before I left. And she said, you sound a whole lot better singing with the anointing than without. And I said, well, thank you, ma'am. Uh, I don't sing very well. But uh, be that as it may, that's the difference between teaching and preaching. But having said that, before you get, and here's the point of all this, what I'm after... Before you can get to that healing, what do you have to do first? You have to get that what? That teaching and that preaching. Do you see that? That's the point I want you to get. You've got to get to... And a lot of folks don't want to tolerate. They don't want to sit there. They don't have time for the teaching and the preaching. If you don't have time for the teaching and the preaching, then you're going to forfeit 
getting a healing. Or you might, you might get healed, but you're not going to keep it very long. You've got to get the Word in you. Put high priority on the teaching and the preaching of the Word. And then notice this. He went out teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and what? Healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and notice they brought to him. Here, here's, here's something else you need to understand about Jesus' healing ministry. It would have not been what it was if he wouldn't have had people bringing the sick to him. His ministry would have not been what it was if he wouldn't have had people bringing the sick to him. You need to realize that. They brought, we're going to see it as we go over the next several weeks. They brought, they brought, they brought, they brought to him one that was sick. They brought to him one that was sick. They brought to him one that was sick. Well, look at that man that was lowered through the roof. Remember him? And he had four, four of his buddies. I suppose they were his buddies. They brought, uh, uh, they, what did they do? They brought him over to where Jesus was. He was on a stretcher. He couldn't walk. They brought, they, say it real loud, they brought. They brought. Say it again. They brought, as key ingredient to Jesus' healing ministry, they brought, people brought. The unsung heroes of the Bible here, the unsung heroes of Jesus' healing ministry is the they broughters. They brought, they brought, they brought. But they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed. We'll talk about healing and demon possession a little bit. We'll talk, talk about when we'll get into all that as we go. Epileptics, paralytics. Think about being there with all those Sick folk there. I'm quite convinced if I could have taken that blind girl to Jesus' crusade, we wouldn't have had any trouble getting her to him. He wasn't afraid of having hard cases come up in front of him. Now, I'll just drop a little nugget here. I used to think that if I could get somebody sick to Jesus, it's a done deal. They're going to automatically be healed. If I could just get the sick person to Jesus, they're going to be healed. You know that's not true. Because we see in his hometown of Nazareth, the Bible says that in that place, he could do no mighty work. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. Except heal a few people with minor ailments, the Bible says. And why was that? Because of their... Unbelief. You see, the person on the receiving end of the healing, they play a part. They they play a part in it as well. Maybe a bigger part than we realize a lot of times. You understand that? But uh, uh, he wasn't afraid of the hard cases. Jesus. Uh, they brought to him. Notice sick people, various diseases, torments, those who were demon possessed, epilept epileptics, paralytics. Think about that. What's a paralytic? Somebody help me. That's somebody like on a stretcher, right? In a wheelchair, right? Paralyzed. Wheelchair section. Is that right? And he what? He healed them. I like that. And then verse 25. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, beyond the Jordan. Now, we'll close in Luke 6. Let's go over there. She gave me the high sign of the, when I'm supposed to close here. So let's go to Luke 6 and we'll close. Now, we just read Matthew's account of this. Now let's read Luke's account of the same thing. Luke gives his account of this same thing, and I want to show you something. It'll, it just, you need to see this, and we'll close. Luke 16 and 17. 
And he, Jesus, came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. This is when he came down from, uh, uh, well, he's returned in the power of the Spirit and so forth. Uh, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Okay, so this is Luke's account of what we just read in Matthew. And notice, they came to what? To hear him and what? Be healed of their diseases. Now you see, they came to hear him and be healed. See, if you want to get all that you can out of Jesus' healing ministry, you have to first come to what? To hear. To hear the word. They, they didn't just come to be healed, they came to hear. Now see, a lot of times we just center in on that healing. Healing, healing, healing. We just center in on that. But you're missing the boat if that's what you're centering in on. You come first to hear Him. You come first to hear the Word. You come to hear the Word. And then be healed. They came to hear Him and be healed of their diseases. As well as those... Then verse 18, who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought, now watch this, the whole multitude sought to what? To touch him, for power went out of him. And he healed them all. Power went out of him. What is that power? That's that healing power that he was anointed with that we talked about earlier when he came up out of the waters of baptism. Is that right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Well, there's that power. That power is in manifestation. And uh, they came to hear, and they came to hear, and then that power was in manifestation. And, uh, and, and look, they just wanted to touch him. The whole multitude sought to touch him. Remember that woman with the issue of blood? She wanted to touch him. People wanted to touch him. Why? Because that power, that anointing, that healing power was going out from him. And they came to hear. They heard him. That power went into manifestation. And they wanted to touch him. And the Bible says he healed them all. Can you say amen? Amen. Well, listen. Stand.